Welcome everyone to the college podcast that is Honest Society. We're taking an honest look at college life. I'm your host, Ryan Maloney, and today we'll be taking a look at the weather and how that's affecting college students. We're going to be also taking a look at the end of the semester because it is December, so we're looking at how that's fi- how the finals week is really affecting us as students. We're going to take a look at the yearly recap as long as the semester recap. And that yearly recap is going to talk about movies, music, a little more like general topics about the year. And then we're also going to be talking about breaking the stigma that is breaks and things like that. How do you come back from a break and feel refreshed? But also, how do you spend that break wisely? We're also going to be interviewing our guests, so stay tuned for that. So let's jump into our first topic of the day. So everyone, here we go into our first topic of the first episode of Honest Society. So it's the end of the semester, it's December. So we got to take a look back at the semester recap and see everything that has gone on during the semester. So we started all the way back in maybe late August, maybe early September. So it really feels like a different, you know, college experience now. Um, I remember walking into that first class, you don't really know where it's going to be, what the class is going to look like, who's in what class, things like that. Are you going to have a friend in the class? So it's now we know who's in our classes. Maybe we got friends in those classes at the end of the semester. We've gone through how many months now? Um, We started in September, so September, October, November, December. So it's about four months of these classes, believe it or not. It doesn't feel like a long time. It really doesn't. Semesters go by really quick. Um, I know that a lot of people can agree with me on that. And it feels like just yesterday that we were just coming into college. That, like, we just had our first class as a freshman. It was super scary. And now, like, I think I get, like, a little bit of that semester feeling, that, like, semester, um, that, like, first year jitters sometimes. When I have that first class of the year or um, that that first, what is it, Wednesday, I think we come in, at least for us, Wednesday starts and it's our first class. And it's kind of really scary because you don't know who, like I said, you don't know who's in it. You don't know anything really about your professors. Um... So now we like kind of take a look at that. And looking back at my semester, like I was taking classes that some of them I knew exactly what I was getting into. Um, I have a studio class because I'm communications major, so I had a studio class. Um, I had, but I also had things outside of my major, outside of my comfort zone, really. I had to get things done for requirements. And I was kind of like not knowing what I was walking into exactly. I was looking at syllabus and things like that. Um, So, yeah, it's really weird to think back to the the beginning of the semester. It's really weird Um, because we're so – it seems like it was just yesterday, but we're also so into the semester now. Like thinking of a syllabus is really weird. I don't know. (laughs) That sounds really funny to me that thinking back to a syllabus is really weird to me. Um, but we're going to be doing it soon. Late January is when I come back. I think that's when most people are coming back late January or maybe early January. And we're going to be going back to another semester of more classes again and more, uh, more syllabus, more new people and new classes, new classrooms, new professors. It's kind of scary. So that's, (laughs) that's all of what we have for the semester recap. Now we get into a less 
college-oriented, but also this is college life. This is what we enjoy. It's the yearly recap. So we're going to be taking a look at music, movies, uh, people, stars, things like that. What took over 2019 because it's December, like I've said over and over. We're going to be jumping into January. We're going to be jumping in to 2020. Uh, so first thing I'm thinking of is what just happened. It's anybody who's got a Spotify account, Spotify, music, recap. I think this is one of the coolest things that Spotify has to offer for people. You get to look back at what music you listened to in the year 2019, and they make a playlist for you of 100 songs from that year. It's so cool. I, I hear it all over campus of people talking about it. So like I'm I'm curious to hear what people have listened to in 2019. And if you th- if you asked me who is a star in the who was a music artist that has stood out this year, just from people talking about her so much, it's got to be Lizzo. I you hear her songs on the radio like four or five times when I'm in a car ride. It's insane. Um and everybody's talking about her. Everybody loves her. Personally, I'm not a huge fan. But I have to respect her for being so notable to so many people. Um, I think she's a, kind of a standout artist in 2019. Um, another one, Ariana Grande. She released, I believe she released two albums this year, which is pretty crazy um, for an artist. But she's so talented. Um, I think she's really talented. I think a lot of people have gotten behind her in 2019. Um, I just brought it up. Thank You Next came out in 2019. Um, sweetener in 2018 so yeah 2019 was kind of a big year for her she had a lot of breakout songs breakout people like i can i can really say that i think more people listen to her this year than maybe last year maybe that's just going out on a limb but yeah i'm excited to see what she has to do in this year and um in 2020 so that's music for you guys in a nutshell if there's any other standout artists that you think stood out in 2019, let me know um, because I'm really curious to to hear what people have to say. And I don't. It's sometimes weird to look back at some of the artists because I when I looked at my Spotify recap, there was I think on my top five Bastille was on there, and I didn't remember listening to Bastille in 2019. But then I look at the songs in which I did listen to. It was early 2019 that I listened, or yeah, it was early 2019 that I was listening to the most. So it makes a little more sense when you look at it that way. A year feels really long. Um, another thing that's big in 2019 is movies. So movies, movie stars, things like that. I think two standout movies that happened in this year that sparked a large conversation. You can't talk about movies in 2019 without talking about the Avengers and Endgame. Um, pretty much Marvel movies too. Um, but Avengers Endgame, like that thing was that was gigantic. It was a huge movie. It just brought up so many talking points with so many people. I saw it in theaters here and so many people you kind of have to get there i think we got there like an hour before the movie started just to get our seats um and i don't even think there are assigned seats so we just wanted good seats so we got there like a hour ahead and there's a line out the door um i i can't think of a movie off the top of my head that does that and it does it consistently the same thing happened with infinity war it like the same 
thing happened. There was a line out the door like an hour before the movie even was supposed to air. Um, another movie that stood out to me in 2019 was Joker, an, a recent movie at least. Um, it sparked a lot of conversations with people in that movie. Like It just brought up a very prevalent topic, and I... I I commend the movie for that. I think there's mixed reviews out there about the movie. Some people liked it. Some people hated it. And that's fair. That's what movies are supposed to do. As a person who's in uh, television and radio and learning about movies and learning about television, you learn like it's good that a movie sparks a topic and people want to talk about it. And I think these are two movies, Avengers and Joker, that people want to talk about. People want to like and people want to get behind. And if it's disappointing for some people, I think directors are still kind of okay with that because it people are talking about their movie, and that's always good. Um, and, you know, if you talk about, like, the funny side of movies, people like Keanu Reeves, who I've been a fan of since being a young kid, but now I think he's really stood out just for maybe being a meme. Uh, but he's kind of stepped out in the limelight and... Um, been a really big talking point for a lot of people. Maybe that's just as a joke, but maybe as as a good actor. I think he's really good, and you see him in um, Netflix shows like or Netflix movies like um, what is it? Always be my maybe. Um, people memed that out of out of proportion, maybe a little bit. Um, and then the cyberpunk video game. I think those were two. Those were the timeline. That's where he stood out. Those two, that movie trailer coming out and then that video game trailer coming out. People, their eyes were on Keanu Reeves because he was doing some things that people were interested in seeing and interested in playing when you talk about video games. Um, So overall, 2019, the year as itself, I'm probably missing a lot of things that people want to talk about and I'd love to talk about them more. Um, But we got some great topics to get into later. And so 2019, overall, I think was a really good year for music. It was also a really good year for movies. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing what these people do, what these actors do, what movies, and what music happens in 2020. I'm really optimistic about it. Okay, so we're going to move into our second topic of the day. And this is going to be weather advice. Um, So it's, it's getting colder. So because we're in the December month, we're getting ready for Christmas, Hanukkah, all your winter holidays, um, which can be really jolly unless you're winding down for finals. So this is a tough week for a lot of people and weather does not make it any easier. So, you know, when we're winding up for this, classes don't really get canceled. That's kind of one of the bummers of college is that they'd rather you finish the semester on time rather than um, canceling those classes. They're going to plow the they're going to plow the sidewalks. They're going to get it all ready for us to walk to classes, which is really appreciated. Um, and it's usually done pretty well. So be careful when you're walking still because it can still be icy. Not all the ice can get picked up by a plow or anything like that. And sometimes it's not even noticeable when the when the sidewalks are icy. But you know, watch out for that ice and wear warm clothes. Um, that's that's my biggest advice for you. I don't think I wore warm enough clothes my first semester. I'm a junior now, so when I was a freshman, I came in, and I think the warmest thing that I had was a sweatshirt. It was just like a normal sweatshirt that you see college kids wearing. That was me. 
Um, I didn't have a heavy winter jacket. I didn't even have gloves. I didn't have a hat. I invested my money in that because I was cold walking to class. It was really, really cold. So now I got the winter jacket. I've got more long sleeve shirts. I've got more hats. I've got more gloves. So if you're going to college in warm in warmer areas, you don't really have to worry about that. Colder areas, put some money into winter jacket, gloves, hats, things like that. So if you still need some ideas for the for Christmas gifts, Hanukkah gifts, anything like that, jackets, warm clothing, very good idea. That's my big advice for you. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, I'm your mother here and, you know, dress warm, but it's a really good idea to invest some money in some warm clothes because you're going to need them. And I didn't think I was going to need them. And I did. So another thing is it's the end of the semester. It's December. So it's, um, we're winding down for finals. So it's, it's really important that we manage our time really well. And so a lot of us are managing our time really well. It's a very stressful time for us. I think it's December. Now is December is our first really wave of finals because at the end of the first semester, the end of the second semester is around May, I think, for most people. Sometimes it could be a little earlier. Sometimes it could be a lot later. Um, but as long as people remember that they're taking breaks during work, they're planning out their work ahead of time, they're devoting some time you know, to relax. Because I think when I get too wound up in work and I get too you know, overwhelmed with all the work that I have, I become a lot less productive. And I know there's other people out there that, that fuels them, that the more work that they have, they're getting more of it done. But I know a lot of people who, if they get overwhelmed with their work, they're going to be overwhelmed um, the whole time. And then they don't get everything that they want to get done. I like to schedule out everything that I like to do ahead of time. You know, if I have something to do Friday, I have it written down, Hey, this is due Friday. So make sure you get it done Thursday. And if it's due late Friday, maybe I can actually devote some more time Friday so I can, you know, yes, I'll be maybe one of the last people to hand it in, but I spent time on it that day and I'm giving myself more time Friday. Maybe I don't have as much time Thursday, so I spend more time on it Friday. Um, the end of the semester, very stressful, but know that the break, holidays, and family are right in, you know, their head. You know, finals will be in rearview mirror very, very soon. So if you're a freshman and this is your first finals, good luck. Have fun. Um, study. I know you can't have fun with finals, but, you know, live it up because finals will be done soon, but make sure that you're getting good grades. Um, sophomores, you know what the drill is by now. And juniors and seniors, you as well know what the drill is by now. Um, if you're a high schooler and you just want to know what uh, college is all about, it's not too much different from finals in high school. Um, it's just, you know, they're, they're a little nicer because maybe you got one final a day and that's it. Um, maybe you got two finals a day, and that's it. Um, you get to manage your time a little more, a little more time for studying the same week as finals. So that's all you guys need to know for the weather and the advice. And now we're going to toss it over to our interview with our special guest. So we're back here on Honest Society. I'm here with Billy Johnson. He's currently a junior at Ithaca College studying business administration with a double concentration, one in accounting and one in finance. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing really good. So we're going to talk a little bit about college and your experience here. Uh, being a junior, you've been here for two years now. 
but this will be your third year really and um so when you co- when you were applying for colleges this is like three years ago now but what were some big deciding factors for what you wanted what were you were looking for in a college distance was a big one i know i didn't want to go anywhere like six to eight hours away i think six was like the limit for me mm-hmm. um so finding if you like three was really nice uh major specifically i already knew i was going into business so i wanted a business school focused in the college that i was going to and going off of that i wanted professors that would work close with me so like close classroom and small classroom sizes so hearing that like freshmen were in courses like 30 35 was a lot better than hearing they were going to be in like the 200 person auditoriums right yeah there was definitely something that i looked at too because being in communications i wanted something that was hands-on smaller classrooms and then like traveling distance was a big thing for me because you know like there's two big places that i thought you could go to for communications and it was new york and la or california or something like that and i didn't want to be that far so i definitely know what you mean by that when you were thinking about colleges and like talking to your parents about it was there like a generation gap between that like did they or did they just like understand because you know is it so universal? So there was a little generation gap in not necessarily the before college searching, but like leading up to leaving initially uh, with like, oh, how are we going to stay in touch? Like my parents would say like, oh, they would every week they'd have to call their parents from like the, the one phone they have in the hallway for the floor. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can send an email or text them any day, no matter what's going on. But some of the things beforehand, I know like my dad went to a super small college. So he was like very open to like looking at a very smaller college, like Ithaca being only 6,000. But my mom was definitely more involved in like the Greek life and wanted something like that where it's more social and more people around. Mm -hmm. So I kind of found something in between like the the super small colleges and some of the big universities. Yeah. I asked that because just because my parents are, you know, going on 60 now. And so when I talked to my dad, he went to Temple, and that school is entirely different from when he was there. Um, I remember being on their campus at one point, and it looked, it seemed similar to him, but there were still very big changes going on. And that college life was still similar, but there was big differences, like you said, with communication. Um, so was there any fears that you had when coming in as a freshman? And do you have those fears still like at the start of each year or are they kind of gone away now because you're used to college life? So I think some of the main fears are like making friends and kind of like getting involved because I wasn't as involved as I should have been in high school. And Mm -hmm. then I didn't come out of high school with many close friends. So it was definitely a concern. I would say that concern goes down each year because you start to build your little circle and I know like finding internships and job placement was also a concern and like knowing that like, okay, you got to be prepared. You got to make connections. And I actually think that fear is one that increases as you go into your career or into the, your college career, I guess. Yeah. But um, I think just working with it is trying to like build relationships with professors and other students. Cause that those will be the connections that'll matter later on. Right. And I think that definitely helps when we, we do go to a, a smaller campus with like yeah, less sure. students, it's less less of a problem to kind of go and meet with your professors. When there's like, you know, big campus like Penn State or like Temple, there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of, you know, 
lot of time that professors have to allot for more students. Yeah, and um, I know my brother goes to Buffalo State, and he, like you were saying, with the smaller classes, like he was in class of 200, and he would go up to his professor, and his professor wouldn't even recognize him. Right. Whereas you can go to any professor you have here, and they'll at least know your face. Yeah. It kind of makes college less of a culture shock when coming here because in high school, at least for me, college or our class sizes were pretty similar to classes as we have here. Um, unless you're taking lecture classes where you're in an auditorium and the professor's just lecturing, but classes, you know, like, like accounting or um, my studio classes have small, smaller class sizes, maybe from like 20 to 30 instead of, you know, like you said, 200 kids where that could be, it kind of gets out of hand. Yeah. I mean, my high school is only 400 and I think the school business for Ithaca is like 600. Mm -hmm. And so class sizes are like almost exactly the same. Right. So now we're entering the busiest time of the year, arguably, um, with finals coming up. So would you say that this is also your busiest time of the year? Honestly, it's probably getting to like one of my least busiest times of the year um, because stuff's winding down. So being involved in the investment club and also just the peer advisors, a lot of our obligations happen like between our fall breaks like end of september and then like middle of november so it's starting to wind down now that finals are coming up especially as like projects get reduced and i know like the business school has way more exams rather than papers so studying for those are less stressful than like oh i need to get this certain assignment done or working with this group right it's interesting that you say that because i feel like um it, that that kind of idea is split where some people would rather have a project to or a paper to write than study for an exam. Yeah, I think it's just I am used to taking exams and I do well on them. So I'd rather put in the two, three hours to study rather than write that paper or work on a group presenting. Yeah, yeah. I definitely also think it, it comes into the a factor is like what type of project or what type of paper when you have to write like a long research paper. Yeah. I'd definitely rather sit down for two, three hours, study for an exam and then sit through that exam, then write a paper that I have to spend, you know, a couple days on. Right. So we're nearing the calendar, the end of the calendar year as well. We're going to about to be in 2020. Um, what has been an exciting part of your life uh, as well as something that has been exciting outside of your life inside of 2019? Oh, uh, let's see. I think well, like over the summer, I went to a Guns N' Roses concert, and I'm looking forward to like going to more concerts in 2020. And mm-hmm. I know like I'll be in New York City for the summer of 2020, so that'll be hopefully a good opportunity to go see some concerts. And like last year, I saw Walk the Moon in Ithaca, and that was great. So hopefully, I keep that up in 2020. Mm-hmm. Music and movies is definitely like that big thing that college students I think can relate to, and also it's just like something that like so big in our culture now that we always look forward to in 2019 2020 whatever year it is um so generally with friends so i mean like that's making memories and taking a journey out if you have to make a trip it's definitely easier to do those things like concerts while you're in college because i feel like more you know you're not kind of like stuck at home you can kind of do whatever you want. Right. There's more freedom to do what you want. You don't have to like, hey, mom, can I go out and just go see a concert this weekend? 
<laughs> so throughout your whole time being at college, what are some successes and what are some failures that stick out to you the most? Failures and successes for me have come out of like just going for opportunities you're unsure of. Mm-hmm. So I know I've done a few different like competitions through the business school. So we had like one accounting one where we were paired with a group and we're basically given a time deadline to come up with the presentation. And one of the failures is definitely like we had a practice presentation two or three days before the final and we were told we were like completely off topic and just had to scrap everything we did. Wow. But then I also see that as a small success because it's like teaching me like, okay, you took like a different direction than you should have. So just make sure if you have those questions like, oh, do, should I focus on this to ask it then to prevent all that from having to be redone. Mm-hmm. And then other successes are just like interviewing for different positions within organizations that I wasn't sure if I was qualified for or I would get. But if I took the chance, maybe something good would happen of it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would change about what you've done in college? Maybe not specifically. I think that I could have gotten more involved my first semester of freshman year, even though mm-hmm. that's arguably like one of the most stressful times because you're not used to the workload and you're adjusting to a new place. Right. Right. So I think that would be like the biggest thing I'd change. But other than that, not really. Yeah. If you weren't doing what you're doing now with business and finance and accounting, do you know what else, what other major you'd, you'd uh, want to pursue? So I think if I wasn't pursuing like more of a corporate role in finance and accounting, I would probably look into teaching business. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked at, that would, has always been my fallback because I like like teaching friends if they need help on classes or just like the idea of like tutoring. So I think that would be something I would have pursued if I didn't try for some corporate role or corporate offices. Right. If everything goes right, what's the end goal after college, after graduation? So after graduation, I think I would like to get a job in New York City for like two or three years and see if I like living in the city and the culture around that. Uh, From there, maybe move back up to upstate New York. So Rochester, Buffalo area just to be close to family and look at sort of family of my own. But other than that, I have no clue. It kind of depends on how New York City goes and if I like it down there. Yeah, it's kind of a go with the flow kind of thing and see where life takes you. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely hard to look in the future, especially where we're at now because things change so quickly. Right, right. I definitely agree with that. So, Billy, we're going to jump into our our other segment here. So we're going to play a little game. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple would-you-rather questions and see uh, what your answers would be. Okay. So we're going to start off with would-you-rather lose the ability to read or the ability to speak? I would think speak. I think if you know how to read, you'd then be able to learn sign language and hopefully make up for being mute. Yeah. Definitely good reasoning there. Uh, would you rather be able to see, or would you rather be 10 minutes late or 20 minutes early to everything? 20 minutes early. We have a, our dean in the business school has a quote that if you're five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. 
mm-hmm. to just always show up prepared, even if you're stuck in traffic or whatever. Uh, buffer is always nice. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely something that I always heard when I did theater in high school. It was always like, if you're on time, you're already late. And if you're like five minutes early or 10 minutes early, you're on time. Um, it's always like being early is always better than being late. For sure. Uh, would you rather have uh, a real get out of jail free card or a key that opens any door? I would say get out of jail free card only because with how like intricate the legal system is, I feel like there's always going to be some opportunity to mess up. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice knowing like even if you mess up, hopefully nothing bad will happen to you with like a yeah. jail free card. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting take. I read that one and I was like, ooh, this is tough. This is definitely a <laughs> tough <is>. one. <laughs> uh, but I, I think a key that opens any door would be really, really interesting. What's the um, first door you try to open? Ooh, that's, that's, I, I was actually thinking about that too while you asked that question. Um, I don't know. I feel like a, a, a door to like a safe or something. Like that sounds okay. so mischievous, but it does. <laughs> But, you know, why not? Why not get some money out of your your free key? (laughs) Um, Would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Definitely talk to animals. Yeah. I think, like, animals are so pure in that you don't know, like, what justifies their emotions. So -hmm. just, like, seeing, like, a puppy run around or, like, I think that just would be great to be able to understand more. Right, right. I definitely think that something that contributes to animals, though, are the fact that we don't even know what they're thinking or anything like that. But being able to talk to them, too, would also add some type of, you know, feeling towards those animals. Um, Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in a line again? I would say traffic lights. Because there's nothing worse, like, at the end of a long road trip or a commute, and you're just stuck in every red light. Yeah. Especially once, like, traffic gets really bad and it's really piled up. The last thing you want to do is just sit there for 15, 20 minutes. Right. See, for me, I when I read this one, it was tough. But then I thought back to the time I spent in Comic-Con and waiting in long lines for like eight hours <laughs> Ooh, yeah. and never being able to never having to stand in a line again sounds really nice <laughs> but I, I, I think that's one that would my brother would have a tough time with because after dinners he's like always has to go to the bathroom and then we're sitting in like red lights and it's just brutal if you like <laughs> you know even like a long you know road trip and you have to right. you want to get home quick like you said, a green light every time would be <laughs> would be really clutch. <laughs> um, so would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into the future of yourself or 10 minutes into the future of anyone else? It's tough. I would say myself, but only that's like an easier answer. I don't know who I would look in 10 minutes in the future for. Right. Right. I definitely think that like looking for yourself, you can see things that you know, no one else could. And then like, you can kind of prepare yourself better for what's about to happen. And it's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, would you rather see how you die or like why you die? Right. Because that, I feel like you'd then be self-conscious about it, but like only 10 minutes shouldn't be too impactful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if like you have a, an exam coming up and then you're like sitting in class, you know, jump 10 minutes ahead and then you see everything that's going to be on the exam and then at 10 <laughs> minutes you cramp. There you go. <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> I mean, finals week is on your mind, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? I feel like the disease for sure. Yeah. Uh, probably or hopefully something in like the cancer field. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just for like family members that have suffered and stuff like that. Right, right. Definitely. I feel like it's a little more beneficial for like all of mankind if you did like curing a deadly disease rather than exploring a planet. You know, like it, it could have like long term effects exploring a planet, but deadly disease, I feel like it's more immediate. Right, for sure. So our last one is, would you rather have unlimited international first class tickets or have to pay or never have to pay for food at a restaurant ever again? I would say the food at the restaurant only because I like, I really enjoy traveling, but imagining that you can go to like any of the high class restaurants when you travel absolutely free. Yeah. Would definitely be nice. Yeah. I think it would have a lot of long-term effects for that, you know, you could you can pretty much eat for free for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. No more cooking. I mean, not that yeah. I do much cooking here, but. You save more money in the long term than you do if you had first class flights. I feel like that's more of just like a luxury rather than Plus, like. like when you're 70, you're not going to be taking like daily trips across the globe. That's true. Very true. All right, Billy. So to wrap it all up, uh, I've got one more question for you, and it's what advice would you give underclassmen or incoming freshmen? I would say say yes to everything, whether it's like to go study or go grab food. I think it's a good way to meet people, and especially like your freshman year, those first three, four weeks, everyone's super friendly because they're in the same boat as you. So Mm -hmm. I definitely say like get out, get to know people, and just like inviting people to go do random things is definitely the way to do it. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that because I kind of had a similar philosophy of my freshman year and it definitely opened more doors for me. All right, Billy, so that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for uh, giving me some answers to these questions. And, yeah, uh, thank you for I having hope, me. Yeah, no problem. I hope finals week goes well for you. Thank you. I hope it goes well for you too. Okay, now we're going to jump into topic number three. Now that we've talked about the year and we've talked about the end of the semester, we got to talk about what everybody's looking forward to. Yeah, that's break. But we're not going to talk about all the holiday cheer and everything like that. We're going to talk about what happens when people go home for break and, uh, you know, maybe talk about what people do after they get back from break. So we already talked about, you know, getting back into um, that new semester and that's going to feel like you're kind of jumping into a new year. Um, But I think what I've noticed with breaks and and a lot of people have noticed is that sometimes you can come back from a break and, and even with like a Thanksgiving break where it's only like a week long, you get back from a break and you don't really feel recharged. You don't feel like you're coming back to... Um, you know, you don't feel fully rested sometimes. And so really over break, get some rest and also enjoy your break. It, it's such a, it's very tough to balance both. 
Um, so refueling in that one month time period that some may have over thank over winter break is very very good. Um, I go home for breaks, and I think my parents understand that I'm home and I don't really want to do work uh, because I've been doing a lot of work while I'm at school. But they also want me to like help around the house and you know be still productive while I'm home. And it's it's so tough because no one wants to. No one no one wants to come back from a break and still do something. Um, I still help around the house. I still do things for my parents to help them out. I still have to do laundry. I still have to keep up with living a life. Um, but <laughs> during your break, you just want to sit back, watch some movies, uh, especially holiday breaks. You just want to enjoy Christmas with family and friends and, and catch up with those friends that are at other schools. Um, but you know, you got to stay productive too, because I think when you come back from a break, it's, it's a huge culture shock almost that, oh crap, I have to do work again and I have to get homework done. Um, that's something that I run into a lot Which, if I come back from a semester or coming back from a break into a new semester, I have to do work again. And I don't want to do work. I really don't. Um, that first homework assignment hits you and they're like, hey, can you read 20 pages for, you know, Wednesday? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I have to read 20 pages in two days. And it's like, when is a full textbook? That's annoying. And it's tough. Um, so during break, you just got to stay productive, but also uh, take some rest I hate, I hate, you know, not being able to rest during break. I remember Thanksgiving break this year. Um, so it was about a month ago. I was home for break and I was doing great. I think I had to do one project over break and I did it, but I messed something up. So I had to go back and redo it. And I ended up waking up at, I think, 730 in the morning to head over to the park that's right next to my house. Um, so I woke up at 7.30, got over there. Oh, no, I woke up at 8, got there at 8.30, filmed or recorded anything that I needed to do there, and then I headed back so that I could decorate for Christmas um, the same day because my family likes to decorate the day after Thanksgiving. So I woke up early to do this project, did it in about an hour, and then helped my family decorate for Christmas. Um, so... <laughs> I was, and this was like probably a day before I was going back to school. So the next day I had to wake up at 6.30 in the morning, I believe, to get on the road by 7 or 7.30 and to get back for a four-hour drive back to school. Um, so it was tough. I was very tired in those two days and I didn't really get a lot of sleep. And then I got back to school and I had... I, I was fortunate enough to have one day of rest. I got back on a Saturday with classes started on a Monday. So I had that Sunday to sleep in, which was really nice to catch up on some sleep. But if I didn't have that Sunday, it definitely would have been brutal. And I know a lot of people didn't have that Sunday to catch up on, on rest. So it's really just like, you know, you can maybe be productive in that first, if for a long break, like holiday break. Maybe be productive in the first two weeks. Get every all the work you need to get done then. And then when you have that last couple, that last final stretch, sleep in, get some rest, get ready for a semester. Because 
Um, that first couple weeks isn't that tough, but once you get geared into the homework and a regular routine, um, you don't want to get stuck in a culture shock, which you definitely can. <laughs> um, but yeah, sit down, watch some movies. Um, I definitely like watching my good share of Christmas movies. Um, I'm curious to see what people's favorite Christmas movies are. Um, I had to, I wanted to compare my favorite Christmas movies with um, some of my friends. So I actually have my top five favorite Christmas movies that I was going to share with you guys just to, you know, lighten the air because we just talked about break and I gave you guys advice and you're probably sitting there saying, Ryan, I don't want to hear it anymore. So top five Christmas movies starting from the bottom. Number five um, is the Polar Express. Um, I love this movie. I really do because I think it, it brings back a lot of thoughts from childhood and um i don't know the animation and the art is really it's just really fun in this movie just reminds me of a lot of things you have the hot chocolate song i think what i really like is the aesthetic of the north pole it just looks so grand and so fun and it takes so long to reveal what santa looks like i think it's there's a lot of like tiny movie elements that they use in this that is just very evident once you know what to look out for but it's so great and it makes the movie just so much more fun to watch um number four is elf um just a great movie i i think it's just so fun and so it just gets you into the christmas spirit i i really i think this this would be one movie that i would definitely move up in my list if the next three were were not as good for me and my, you know, nostalgic and things like that. There's factors like that that chime into one, two, and three. Uh, Elf, it, it's it's so close to being on my top three, but it, it just falls short of it. Um, I love it. I think the comedy is so good. Um, the comedic timing, the characters, the casting, um, the music, the story. It's just so good. Um, it puts you into that holiday spirit and it really... Um, harps on what Christmas is all about. And I think it's just family. And I, I love that. So then we come into number three. And if you want to talk family, this one's really a, a huge thing on family and personal value. Uh, not a lot of people might know it, but it's an oldie, but a goodie. It's um, the movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a while. And I think I've probably seen it once or twice in my life. But that kind of shows how good i think this movie really is um for people who haven't seen it it's about um it's kind of like this traditional story of about like what would life be like if i was never born um and it's around the time of the great depression is when the movie takes place and the main character he wants to know what it would be like if he was never born and in a kind of a christmas carol kind of way um, he's taken to see a look of what it would be like if he was never born. And he sees the negative consequences that would happen if he wasn't born. So the positive effects he's had on people's life while he's been alive. It's a really good movie. And I think if anything, I'd probably move three and four. Um, I think they might be interchangeable just because I think this is a really good movie. But if anything, it doesn't harp on the idea of Christmas. It doesn't. You don't get there until the very end. Um, where it starts snowing and he gets, you know, 
he gets reconnected with his family. But If It's a Wonderful Life is a very good film, and I would recommend it. It's just like I think I have a soft spot for really good old movies, old movies in general. Um, I think this whole movie is in black and white too. So that kind of shows how old it really is. Um, but yeah, and then number two is the live action Grinch. Um, just, I, I love it. I think it's so crazy. And I think I love it for the fact that it's Dr. Seuss and the set is just so Dr. Seuss. Um, it's a childhood favorite of, of mine. And it's just, it's carried throughout years and years. I could watch it every year and it never gets old. I think that's the same for all of these movies, Polar Express, Elf, It's a Wonderful Life, Grinch. And then our number one spot, I watch all these movies probably every year. Um, might miss one. I probably don't watch It's a Wonderful Life every year just because it's it's not easy to find, I guess. Um, but Grinch, every year, got to watch it. Already watched it this year because it's on Netflix. Easy pickup for a movie. Um, but it's just Grinch. It's very good timing for comedy, just like Elf. But it also harps on this idea of Christmas. Um, it's just so good. Casting. Um, set design, costume design, things like that. So good. And in our number one spot, my favorite Christmas movie, it's near and dear to my heart, it's Home Alone. And (laughs) some people would say it's not even a Christmas movie. I think I had this debate with my family one time. They didn't think Home Alone was a Christmas movie. I'm still upset about it. I'm still not, I'm still not, I haven't forgiven them because Home Alone is a Christmas movie. And it's my favorite because it it all takes place during Christmas, and at the end of the day, the theme of the movie is being together with family on Christmas. That family value that I think touches so it it touches a soft spot in my heart because I think all of these movies have this like family value kind of thing for Christmas, um, and I love it. It's just so good. Home Alone. There's so much antics and so much. Um, just funniness that's going on. The casting was so good. Um, there's a series on Netflix. Um, it was like the movies that made us or something like that. And it there's one about Home Alone, and it it talks about everything that they had to go through. Like Home Alone was made in a college or not a college, a high school gym or something like that. Um, it was a school gym that they constructed the the house of Home Alone. So when you see the house shot, the establishing shot of the house. That is an actual house, but once you're taken into that house in the movie, that's a whole set that they constructed inside of a gym. Um, it's really cool. They had a lot of problems with um, who was going to produce the movie or who was going to distribute it. Um, it's just like there's a lot of things that went wrong and, and a lot of things that went right, and I think um, that's something that makes the movies 10 times better. Um, Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, really good. Home Alone 1, I think, takes the cake just from pure... It's the, it's the original. It I think 2 is too much of a repeat for me to like more. 2 might have more of a Christmassy feel because it's more wintry and things like that. Home Alone 1, I think it doesn't really snow until like that final like climax of the movie where um, Kevin is getting ready for the burglars to come. And uh, it's just... I, I watch this movie every year. It's a must on my list of things to do before Christmas. Um, so if you're getting ready for Christmas this year, you know, do me a favor, watch Home Alone or The Grinch 
or It's a Wonderful Life if you haven't. I recommend it highly. Um, those are my top three. Top four, Elf and Polar Express. If you need any more honorable mentions, um, probably be White Christmas. White Christmas is another one that just nearly missed this list. So that's it for that part of the show. We're going to jump into our next segment, which is our Twitter segment. So on this segment of the Honest Society, we're going to be taking a look at what people are saying about the end of the semester. So really, I just took a look uh, at some Twitter things that people were saying because people can say some ridiculous things about the end of the semester and about finals week because it can be really stressful. So just a funny look at what's going on. Um, So we're going to start things off with someone on Twitter posting ugh i'm kind of tired of studying i wonder if my professor would take a bribe <laughs> hashtag finals week um yeah don't bribe your professors please don't uh-huh. <laughs> uh i don't think they would i don't think that they would take a bribe um but if they did hey um i'd bribe my accounting professor <laughs> because i really don't want to take that exam <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that just shows how far someone would go for finals week. Um, our next tweet is walked into the library. First thing I see is a girl crying. Hashtag finals week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People get pretty upset about finals. Um, me, hopefully I won't be someone crying in the library because of finals week. Um, I don't think I've ever seen someone crying in the library for finals week um but i've definitely seen a fair share of people having mental breakdowns in the library at least it looks like it because it can be stressful it really can um and that's pretty evident in our next tweet it's finals week is actually the night before christmas um yes (laughs) yes i actually love this this one i i love it a lot just because it's very accurate it's it's very accurate that this is the nightmare before christmas which is a movie which i think is pretty much about like how thanksgiving is a nightmare before christmas um thanksgiving is the dream before christmas this is just a nightmare <laughs> no one really wants to go through finals week um our next tweet is the only difference between finals week freshman year and finals week senior year is that you cared as a freshman <laughs> uh, being a junior um, I still care um, I can imagine as a senior not really caring because you know you're going to graduate um, so I, I look back at senior year in high school and it's kind of the same thing I didn't really care the last I'd say the last month of high school senior year I didn't really care um I, I didn't really apply myself as much. I knew I got into college. I knew I was going to college. Um, and I knew I was graduating. I knew I had the GPA to graduate. I knew I had the credits to graduate. I knew I was passing to graduate. Um, so I, I the last month was pretty much just me going, like, I don't really care anymore. Um, so I think freshman year for people, yeah, they do definitely care for college. Senior year for college. I'd imagine they probably don't care as much. If anything, freshman year, man, I I don't really remember freshman year, the first finals. I don't think I 
I don't think I, I really like registered like, hey, this is finals week of your first college semester. So, yeah, you're going to want to try really hard for these. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't even remember having that many finals. I know I had an astronomy final, but I had to take it online. And this is a funny story. Um, I remember taking my astronomy final in my or in my dorm uh, freshman year. And it was uh, my desk was like against the wall of my neighbor. Uh, so I could, and our walls were kind of thin, so I could hear him if he was talking loudly. I, and I think I was doing it f- during finals week, and his mom came to pick him up. And him and his mom were basically like, I don't want to say they were yelling, but they were, you know, they were not happy with each other. And he had like rotten stuff in his refrigerator, and she was letting him hear it. And I could hear all of this. While I'm trying to take my astronomy final in my in my dorm, and I was not good at astronomy, so I was very worried about this final because I did not want to fail this class because I didn't want to take it again. So, yeah, I was not a happy camper. <laughs> um, so, if you're listening, guy who lived next to me freshman year, Ah, thank you for arguing with your mother while I was taking my astronomy final. I hope the person who lives next to you now doesn't have to hear the same things that I heard. Also, stop leaving your vegetables in the fridge so that they go rotten. Just some advice. (laughs) So our next tweet is, I think my game plan from here on out is to take my finals and not check my grades until after I graduate in May. And then... I don't have a GPA. <laughs> um, I've thought of this too. I'm going to admit it. Um, I've thought about just not checking my grade at all uh, after finals. If I felt like I didn't do well on it, I've thought of just been like, oh no, I'm not going to check my grade. If I failed, then they'll email me. Um, <laughs> but then I end up checking my grades usually and then they turn out fine. Um but yeah, like I can understand why someone would not want to check their grades because I never want to check my grades. <laughs> um, but we gotta, because we gotta make sure we passed. I guess I don't know. I, I I really I hate checking my grades. I hate it. I dread it every year where I'm like, if I don't feel like I did well, I check it and I'm like, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Thanks. And then I go back to enjoying my summer or my winter for that matter. Um. Yeah, it was it was last last semester, uh, which was second semester my f- sophomore year. I took a financial accounting class and I I was doing all right throughout the semester. I was like, okay, I'll probably finish with a B, um, like a high B maybe, like eighty eight something like that. And um, I took the final and I felt okay about it. I didn't feel great about it. I was like, eh, yeah, if anything, I got like an eighty, like middle of the road kind of feeling. Um, and uh, so I was like, I'll probably finish the year with um, a B. I get my grade back, and somehow, some way, I got an A minus in financial accounting. And I am very, I'm still confused to this day how I did it. And I did not want to check my grade for this. So this is how it relates to this tweet. I did not want to check my final grade for financial accounting. But I did it just so I could just for the small the the small chance 
that I got a good grade in financial accounting, I wanted to rub it in the face of my dad because he's an accountant. And um, my brother took accounting when he was in college or high school or whatever, and he did not do well in accounting. So my dad said, you should probably do well in accounting because I'm an accountant, and if you need any help, you can call me. I never called that man. (laughs) And I also passed the class, and I got an A-, minus, and so I think I was the one who was good at accounting out of me and my brother. Um, Now I'm in accounting class now, and I'm not doing that well, as I did last year. So maybe it wasn't in my blood. So we'll see by the end of the semester. But yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to ever check their grades just for the small, maybe the small chance or the large chance that you didn't do well in that class. Um, So here's our another tweet. A freshman ran into a wall and got a concussion so he wouldn't have to take any finals. This was funny. Um, don't don't get a concussion, please. But I think there is a policy where it's like if you get a concussion, I think it might be while you're taking the final. If you're like during the final, you get a concussion or something like that, they have to like automatically pass everyone in the in the room. It's something like that. I think I heard this from someone. So don't you know, don't trust me too much because I don't know how right I am. But <laughs> I might be right. I might be right. Concussions, I think, can get you out of finals. I'm wondering if this freshman ever had to take his finals or if that concussion, like, excused him. Um, If it excused him, this man is magical, and he came up with a hack that we could all use if you really want to give yourself a concussion. I don't recommend it. I don't. But, hey, if you're really that worried, (laughs) I guess. Um... So our final tweet that we're going to be taking a look at is just a reminder that your dog will love you no matter what you get on your finals. This is cute. I like this one. This is a good one to end on. I like it. Um, Yes, for those dog lovers or just pet lovers, your pet will always love you even if you fail your final. Or if you did really well, your pet will celebrate with you. So tell your dog, tell your cat... To get ready, because you're going to need all that love when you come back from break. Because, or come back from the end of the semester when you come home from break. Your your dog won't be there, no matter if you passed or fail your finals. Just look on the bright side, guys. We're almost there. We're almost past the final hump. <laughs> that's it for our Twitter segment. I hope you guys enjoyed that one, because that's... That's a fun one for me. Looking up those tweets was really funny and sharing them with people is just just as fun for me. <laughs> Talking about them, thinking about how they relate to everybody in college life. So that was a good time. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for listening to our first episode of the Honest Society and Honest Look at College Life. So today we talked about the end of the semester. We did a semester recap. Gave you some advice about the weather. We did a yearly recap as well. Um, and then we also talked about movies and, and break and spending your break wisely. And then finally we took a look at some Twitter segments that just made me laugh. And I hope you guys enjoyed them well. I hope you enjoyed everything that we talked about today. Join us next time when we talk more about college life. We'll probably jump into some more topics about starting the semesters. How do you smart start on 
you know, a good foot in getting into that. And we'll have more guests to talk to um, about their college life, college experience. Always nice to hear from these people about how they thought, you know, how college life has been for them, how it's changed, everything like that. So, Honest Society, episode one, coming to an end. But thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you guys next time.